0: Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more at deltadentaloh.com. The digital age has certainly changed a lot about our lives, including how we read, with more and more people opting to read on a device rather than a publication made of paper. The world's leading digital library supplier of ebooks, audiobooks, and other digital media is based right here in Northeast Ohio. We've asked OverDrive founder, president, and CEO Steve Potash to join us today to talk about this growing industry. Steve, thanks for being with us today.
1: My pleasure, Dan.
0: You founded this company back in 1986. Times were very different then. What was your original
1: mission? Well, the mission was that I was an early dabbler with um, computing. And even before the era of the desktop PCs, As an entrepreneur and then going to law school, Cleveland State University College of Law as a night student, I was trying to find a way I might be more productive with um, documents and and law book content, and I started to experiment with digitizing books. One thing led to another, and here we are.
0: How soon, though, did you see this shift coming? I mean, there's a lot of people who thought, well, it's just, you know, they'll never really take off this notion of digital books. How soon did you think that was going to be a real reality?
1: Well, unfortunately, I thought it was going to be a reality about 15 years before it actually (laughs) happened. So I was very early pioneering in digitizing books on floppy diskettes. And, and, you know, that led to digitizing book content for reference on CD-ROM. And by the early and mid-90s, when the Internet and the Web came, then I said, this is how it's going to really happen. One day, users will be able to connect on a device, on their desktop or in their hand. And discover and benefit from book content anytime, anywhere. And even during the mid 90s and the early 2000s, it was still way too early. The real advent of ebooks, as we now know it, one of the pivotal events was when Amazon introduced the Kindle in 2007. But really, the consumer market and awareness for reading on a screen, other than information at work on, on a computer, It was really accelerated by 2009-2010 with the introduction of the iPad, which then, you know, here we are today in a tablet and smartphone world. So it's really been the last 15 years or so where we've been able to accelerate um, everyone for any purpose, benefiting from a book on the screen, and that also includes audiobooks, that you listen to, whether in your earbuds or connected to your car or anywhere you are with, a, with an audio device.
0: Your major clients or universities and public libraries. When you began coming to them, were they eager to try this new technology?
1: Well, I would say we were very fortunate that librarians in particular over the last several decades have always been early adopters and experimenting with new forms of reading, or providing communities access to media. This was in the days when they used to lend out boxes of cassette tapes for audiobooks. They also then introduced, you know, Blu-rays and DVDs that of course followed after VHS tapes were, were kind of out of vogue. So we were very fortunate to intersect with Cleveland Public Library in 2002, who was willing, and again, this is five years before Kindle was introduced, they were willing to experiment with a future where citizens and readers in the Cleveland community could benefit from their Cleveland Public Library and on the, the library card, remote access to a digital book. And in the spring of 2003, we launched the first popular ebook collection with Cleveland Public Library. And within two or three years, we were already servicing about you know, 25 or 30 major U.S. public library markets here in the United States and and elsewhere.
0: Not to veer too far off, of course, but you talk about the changes in libraries. I know that your wife is a librarian. When you and I went to the library, you took out books, and maybe they had some magazines. What about this notion of the library as a full-service place, and what does that mean to overdrive?
1: Well, fortunately, libraries have been always leaning into how they can best serve all members of the community, And historically, we have memories for my generation and my kids of going there, whether it's part of a school trip or weekends or other programming events, um, and pretty much cradle to grave, story time for early readers and literacy, and of course, how they serve our senior citizens and those that need access to materials where they don't have a broadband connection or a tablet at home. So libraries have always been reaching into the community and providing access to education, resources, programming. And here in Northeast Ohio, especially thanks to the leadership of Cleveland Public Library, Cuyahoga County Public Library, we have two of the most award and recognized public libraries, constantly innovating the value proposition to use their buildings for community benefits and reaching into every segment of our, uh, of our community to help folks improve their lives or keep them, you know, entertained or well.
0: What about the notion, one of the great rites of passage when you're a kid is you get your own library card. How does that work now? Are they digital cards?
1: Absolutely. You know, OverDrive, um, the success of our public library, market and, and we're also in all the schools and i'll talk about that in a moment the um, you know k-12 elementary middle and high school but in the public library market we have an award-winning app called libby l-i-b-b-y and the app is free and the books are free but in cleveland you can install libby and in many about 60 cities in the u.s if you don't have a library card libby will not only help you find your library we will invite you to get an instant digital card within the app, and by entering a little information, you can instantly get access to New York Times best-selling magazines, um, New York Times best-selling books, authors for adults, cooking, travel, children, self-help, wellness, and of course, all the New York Times best-selling fiction and and the like. But yes, anyone online, either in the Libby app or at the library's website, you can pretty much get a digital card. And, of course, by going into any of the branches, apply for one in person.
0: What's the relationship been like with publishers? I realize there's always a push-pull. You know, there's one book in the library, which means if 50 people take it out. They don't sell 49 copies, but that's how they get their books out there. What's that relationship like between OverDrive and publishers?
1: Well, that's a, that's a great question because we have been library advocates and advocates for readers to get fair and reasonable access to new and popular materials. But what we have demonstrated, and I've been working for publishers a lot longer than I have for librarians, we have demonstrated to publishers, authors, agents, that if they enable public libraries to buy a digital book, an e-book edition, an audiobook edition, maybe for kids, an ebook book with read-along features or characteristics, it helps them sell more books. Not only do the libraries pay for every unit they purchase to have the right to lend out through a Libby app or download through a browser, but it also creates brand recognition for the book. Many times folks who discover the ebook in the library's collection don't want an e-book. They want the print. But they can go to the library, discover the book online or in Libby. They could sample it, and then they can go buy it at retail or go into a you know Barnes & Noble or order online. But we have also innovated with publishers and authors giving libraries and schools multiple access models. So we're all familiar with the traditional library model that if the library buys 10 copies of a new title, 10 people can borrow it. And then if you're number 11 or 12 at that time, you're on a wait list. Well, Libby automates all that online, but we've also gotten permission from authors and publishers that allow a library to purchase a license to loan out unlimited number of copies for select books all at the same time. So if there's an author event or a school or library wants to promote a summer reading campaign for students, they can get arrangements to offer a title, promote those, and whether it's 10 kids, 100 kids, or 1,000 students or readers, they can all get the book at the same time. Now, that isn't available for every new release, New York Times bestseller. But we have been advocating, and the libraries have more options than ever before, to use their budgets to try and maximize the number of readers who can read a book in demand. And, and very often there is a wait list But Libby makes that pretty painless.
0: What about the question of price? Does the digital version cost a lot more than the
1: hardback? Well, the price of the digital book to schools and libraries is set by the publisher. In many cases, it's the same price as a print edition the library or school might buy. But in many cases, digital books may be priced differently. But that is set by the publisher. Overdrive is an advocate for fair, reasonable, flexible options because we know that if it's fairly priced, more libraries and schools and universities will buy it. But at, at this stage, because we supply digital books, e-books and audiobooks from virtually every publisher, it's a wide range of pricing options. And that is set by the uh, rights holder. We created the marketplace for institutional buyers to shop and make their own decisions.
0: This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. With offices in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dublin, Delta Dental of Ohio is proud to be an industry leader in dental benefits. Together with our customers, providers, and employees, we build a higher standard of oral health care in our communities. And we are more than dental. At Delta Dental of Ohio, we work with entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are committed to improving the health and well-being of all Buckeyes. Together, we are building healthy, smart, Vibrant communities for all. We're glad to be joined today by Overdrive founder, president, and CEO Steve Potash. He joins us for the landscape of Crane's Cleveland podcast. As we mentioned, Overdrive is a major player in the digital library supplier of ebooks, audiobooks, and other digital media. Numbers obviously went up, Steve, during the pandemic, like a big increase, some 10%. What's that going to be like, do you think, moving forward? Has the pandemic really changed the nature of what Overdrive's business is going to be?
1: Well, COVID and the pandemic didn't really change the nature, it just put us to the test. When in the second week of March, our nation's of twenty twenty, our nation's schools all shut the doors, our public libraries closed. All of a sudden, whether it's a visitor to their local library, like a senior coming in each week to select some books or audiobooks, or a student who now became a distance learner or an educator who's now holding virtual classroom there was an urgency where that the only way patrons of a public library for those periods or a student getting a book needed for their classwork or their own self-selected reading digital, as a director said to me, eBooks isn't a thing. It's our only thing now. And so we accelerated and took our teams to promote with publishers and with our technologies, access to large collections of simultaneous access materials to meet this unprecedented demand we advocated and we also worked with the publishers who were accommodating to allow special government funding arpa funds cares act funding could be directed so our nation's schools and public libraries can use this to provide access to books which in many cases comfort relief education to our communities. It did accelerate. There were large audiences of seniors or those that never thought about accessing a book on their smartphone or listening to an audiobook, who now experimented, and I'm delighted to say that many of those, the surge that we saw during the spring of 2020, um, many of them have stuck around. And they become devoted and avid readers of e-books and audiobooks in Libby. Or our student reading app is called Sora, S-O-R-A. And we're in many of the schools here in Northeast Ohio where a student from kindergarten to high school, whether it's assigned reading for classroom work or self-selected reading on things they're interested, graphic novels, comics, manga, magazines, we have seen a significant lift from the fact that the pandemic exposed the option of a digital book to so many, and many of them are continuing to use the service.
0: And looking at some of the growth drivers from 2022, Overdrive said ongoing advocacy work to provide fair, flexible, and reasonable content access models, number of initiatives, including a thing called community reads, digital book clubs, other reading programs. How do those types of efforts figure into what Overdrive does?
1: Well, um, in 2017, The fact that we had been working already for well over 15 years, serving our nation's public servants in the public library channel and a growing investment into the classrooms of America, we became what's known as a certified B corporation. And it's a special category of a corporation that is for profit, but is driven by a mission. And Overdrive is on a mission to benefit all lives through access to books and reading, a world enlightened by books, reading, and literacy. And to live up to that mission, we have not only donated the equivalent of, in the last two, three years, over 12 million books, where we purchased the ability and the permissions from the publishers, so books could be made available to all readers in our country through schools and libraries as a donation. We've also um, innovated in the ways that our institutional partners can reach many of the underserved audiences and when you think about this it includes those that have reading impairments or visual impairment or disabilities we've done technology to improve access for those either dyslexic readers or those that need access to hear the book along with the words on the screen we've pioneered in some markets and all of this i give credit to our nation's educators and librarians They're the ones that have identified the underserved audiences with a high priority in books that are not in English. So if you are a speaker of any of 100 languages, either as an immigrant or as a student learning English as a second language, we knew we could provide digital materials to help you in your education, your language learning. This is going into how seniors can best benefit from audio on easy-to-use devices. It's partnering where any student in a public classroom can, with the student app, logged into their school in half the markets, instantly also browse and see age- and grade-appropriate digital books from their local public library. As a certified B Corporation, we've tried to prioritize Access for All, and those are evident in the ways our Sora, a student app, and our Libby, you know, public library app have been developed.
0: Overdrive in 2020 was acquired by the private equity firm KKR. How does that ownership changed what Overdrive is able to do? Or does it change things at all?
1: It really hasn't changed. It's really supplemented and helped augment our capability for investing long term into how we best earn the privilege of being a trusted partner to our nation's institutions, these public schools. We know that our public libraries and our school districts are using taxpayer money, government funding, and with the backing of our partners, KKR, they've invested in us as a mission-based company. And so in the last two years, we acquired an education company to supplement our school proposition called TeachingBooks.net to help provide a networks or Amazon Prime video experience, we acquired a streaming video product for library users called Canopy. And that's K-A-N-O-P-Y. And the Canopy app is uh, winning all the awards. And so if you don't have a subscription with the Canopy app or the Libby app, you can get the best of all videos, documentaries, children's films, or magazines and books with Libby. But no one's ever going to give you a, a, an ad, and no one's ever going to ask for a credit card. This is the benefit of being a, you know, in Northeast Ohio, benefiting from the public institutions that we all support. Steve,
0: finally, when you talk to librarians, what do they talk to you about in terms of challenges in this digital world or opportunities, if you want to look at it that way? What are they telling you about that they need to make happen as we move forward?
1: Well, librarians are always focused on delivering of value for the use of their budgets. And as you know, there's a lot of competing um, opportunities and needs. So we are always trying to ask the librarian, how can we help you in your mission? And and, and to answer your question, it depends on who that librarian is and where their library is located. So when I'm dealing with the great leader down at Cleveland Public Library, Felton Thomas and his team being that he's an urban library serving members of the city of Cleveland and that community, he has a different set of priorities. And when I talk to a suburban librarian who is trying to uh, provide a different set of uh, opportunities or value proposition. So at the end of the day, they want to serve more readers with their existing budget. And so we have seen this growth in demand And the majority, still the vast majority of Americans have yet to still enjoy or discover or benefit from how easy it is and how wonderful it is at no cost to get a New York Times bestseller or to listen to that self-help book while you're on your commute or helping a parent or a teacher help a student 24-7 be able to hear that passage of the book being read aloud to them as they are trying to get through their assignment we're trying to be responsive to those educators and librarians. And there's really no single, no single problem to solve. We, we are proud to be serving each community and, and let their mission and their, their strategic plan kind of dictate how we lean in.
0: Steve Potash, this is a long way from me riding my bike to the Miller Park Library to get a book about Willie Mays. This is amazing. Thanks for sharing some information about it with us today.
1: Well, I want to keep encouraging you to go visit your branch library and if there's anything you like about downloading a book or enjoying Libby, thank your local librarian. They're the ones that have kind of created the roadmap for this this success.
0: Overdrive President and CEO Steve Potash joined us today for The Landscape to talk about the world of digital books and everything that comes with it. We're glad he can join us, and we're glad you joined us, too. Remember, The Landscape is brought to you with the support of Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more at deltadentaloh.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We'll talk again soon.